Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Are you looking for a podcast about finding your new mobile game obsession? Dan, you must be thinking of another podcast. Good evening, Kelsey. Good evening, Robert. What is up? How's it going? Um, you know what? I am real good this week. Peachy keen. Very good this week. week. You want the honest reason? Yeah. I took off work on a day and saw movies the entire fucking day. (laughs) I love that for you. I just kind of like went in and was like, hey, I'm not coming in tomorrow. And they were like, okay, <laughs> why? Oh, horrible things are happening in my life. And then I went to the movies. Oh. <laughs> like, no, just going to the movies. Uh, we will get into it later, but basically it's because when on earth are you ever supposed to fit in a three-hour movie such as Oppenheimer? Honestly. <laughs> so we're going to get to that. Yes. But I want to open with, okay, FYI, spoiler alert. This is an un, not unfounded, but it's very rare. Yes, that Yimtope has so much content on one topic that it pervades the whole show. Yes, this is a straight up Yimtope movie reel episode, man. It's movies. Get your popcorn. Tip the tail. All good. Hell yeah. Oh man, I should have got popcorn in my new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles tin. Oh my god. Uh, that I didn't even buy, so that's even better. Nice. Ismail, I believe, is the one that posted yes. this trailer in here. And he yes. did it the day after I saw the trailer in the theater. Yes. And it was awful. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hated it. So, a uh, new Exorcist movie. Yes. Now, we oh knew God. about this movie. We knew about I this movie. I didn't know about this movie. Or maybe I had forgotten. Well, they were rebooting it. For a long time. They've been talking about it for a long time. We're going to reboot The Exorcist. It was a whole thing, right? Yeah. So that's what I've always believed this is. And it's a straight up legacy sequel. Yeah. <laughs> like part one from 73 happens. And then this one happens in 2023. Yeah. Which is amazing. I cannot believe that movie came out 50 years ago. We and talked about that. The original mom is in it. Yes. Wait, hold on. The mom? The mom. Because Linda Blair is the, the possessed is, woman. Is is the little girl. Yeah. And the mom, isn't it? And her mom, like Linda Blair's mom in that movie is in this movie. What the fuck? I didn't notice that. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> I want to know how old she was in that because, I mean, she looks like she could probably be 70 or something now, which yeah. is not bad. Like, that's... That's still within the lifetime, you know. That's right. Pretty good. And Linda Blair's not in the trailer, and I've been looking for where right. she is, and I haven't seen. I thought, her. I thought the old lady was Linda Blair, right? No, that's her mom. 
Are you sure? Yeah. Because they show the, the mom hair? and then like they like transition to the old lady here. No, yeah. Shit. That's the mama. I thought that was Linda Blair. <laughs> no, because she's like, yep, I have a lot of experience because my daughter. Or okay. I was so thinking like, she's like, I had a lot of experience because it was in me. No, nope, that's the mama. That's the fucking. She is the I mom. Face blindness, you know. <laughs> you are a mom. <laughs> you are a mom. You are the exorcist mom. You're a mom. No, yeah, that's her. Linda Blair wasn't in it. There was a picture of her, but I was like, well, where does she come in? And she's like credited somewhere, but she's not credited on Wikipedia. Okay, so yeah, like all we have right now from Screen Rant, rumors circulate that Linda Blair will reprise her role as Reagan McNeil in the 2023 film, although her appearance is rumored to be small, similar to a cameo. Which is fine enough. But you got to be there, though. You got to be there. I thought she was going to be the whole thing. I thought that. Uh, okay. I'm a little more disappointed now than I oh. was a minute ago. But <laughs> but the scares, though, the chills oh in that God. fucking trailer. Dude, when the music started at full body goosebumps, I was like, oh, <laughs> OK. So I didn't pick up on it round one, but round two of watching that because I had to watch it a bunch of times. Of course. Round two of what? Actually, it was round three of watching it. I didn't realize they kept playing snippets of the song yeah. to like build into it until it yes. like beat dropped into it. Yes, it was so fucking good. Like that's how you do music. Like that's how you do music. Like <laughs> you know? I genuinely think I was like horror struck at what was happening that I didn't even hear it until the full song came on because I don't remember it playing any before then. I I love it when they do something like that where they hint to the song is going to be coming up like they give you a yeah. little musical cue and like your body knows yeah <laughs> you know Ooh. remind me about that with Barbie later yeah because we're gonna talk about that later too okay no yeah so if you watch Friday Roundup you heard me discuss why the first one is one of the scariest movies and this trailer embodies the exact thing I said it's not jump scare quick happening like her walking into the church and just screaming the body and the blood yeah dude chilling and it's <laughs> oh, just happening up. like can you imagine being in one of those pews and you turn to a little girl in a pink dress just covered in blood yelling that shit getting more demonic the sounding the, blood, the body and the blood yeah like, horrible <laughs> that's horror that Terrifying. is what terror is is those yeah. moments and most scary movies don't do that shit. No. That's what sets The Exorcist apart to me. I and love it is a good. good dreadful build, you know? Yes. And so can we talk about the fact that it's like a a dual exorcist thing Ugh. happening? So what is that noise? <gasps> Their hearts are beating. In sync. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. It's terrifying. So from what I understand from the trailer, it's like one demon possessing two bodies, right? At the same time. It kind of gave me Slenderman, the two girls that like hurt their friend vibes. Like, I wonder yeah. if that was an inspiration. Maybe. You know? Yeah, it feels like one entity that is possessing two bodies at once, which the concept of that is yeah. very cool. Because, yeah. like, imagine a demon that is like helping itself. It's a demon with four hands and yeah. two independent working pieces like that thing can open doors and get places you don't want it to get oh yeah i can't wait to see this movie it's it's gonna be chilling and i read more about it today and i'm upset 
Why? I forgot who was rebooting it. It's the people that rebooted Halloween. And you know, oh. I love the first one that they did. And yeah. I loved Halloween Kills, but I hated the third one, right? Yeah. This is the first in a trilogy again. Oh. So it's the Exorcist Believer, then the Exorcist Deceiver, and they don't have a name for the third one yet. Okay. But are you going to fuck it up? Like, it's going to be two great fucking good movies, and then the last one's going to just whimper out? I hope not. Because I do hate Halloween Ends. I do hate it. I'll probably never watch it again. Shit movie. Sorry, guys. I'm sorry. It's a, it's a, <laughs> so it's sad. A shit movie. I wish that had worked out for you because I know that movie was like, you were, you had a lot riding on that one. I did for it to not be anything. But yeah. so now I'm like, well, it's by the same dudes and they did rock my socks, but can they keep these socks on? You know? Can they buckle those socks down? Um, which then I'm also like a little, I don't know if I'm that excited because is it, is this really going to end then? Yeah. Are they in the cliffhanger, you think? Yeah, like, how does this go? Is it we save these two girls, but we know that it moves on to somebody else, and now we're just chasing this, this like, one entity for three movies? Hmm. It, do we put a close to this family, and now we just got, like, a new family thing? Like, where where do we go? I'm yeah. curious to see how they handle it. But the spooks and the look and everything so far, I'm sold. Yeah. They managed to get the same, like look out of the two yes. new girls that they cast yes like, it, it looks exactly like the way linda blair did back in 73 like spooky as fuck that is a like i i have chills now that yeah. movie genuinely i think is pure horror yeah. i'm not like scared of being possessed or whatever just because of it you know like i'm not that scared of it but like I think that movie, it's the idea of being stuck in a situation so overwhelming like that. Right. The shit that happens in that movie. Oh, my God, dude. I Fucked couldn't up. imagine that being your life, you know? No. And I'm scared for the mom's side, like, walking in the room. I mean, I know we're pretty, man, we're pretty good here. But, like, <laughs> there's parts in that movie that are fu- That's what I like, too. Like, it's just genuinely fucked up. Yeah. Like, the part with the crucifix. yeah (laughs) that's one of the parts that i to me that part's genuinely terrifying yeah because like you just walked into a room and found that you know what i mean like it wasn't a jump scare it's 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 really not like ooh gruesome moment it's just like oh my god like real life bad things are happening the thing that gets me i think about that movie is when she's like being pulled to her knees over and over again yeah that part fucks me up yeah because like there is a story of a real position where that that occurred. Like I say, uh-huh. I say real position. I'm a believer oh, in yeah. real position, <laughs> but um, it's horrible. So fast forward thirty seconds if you don't want to hear it. But this girl actually like busted her kneecaps doing that. She oh shattered them. It was awful, <laughs> and it makes me cringe every time I think about it. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. Like, so I saw that in the theater when it got re-released one time. Let me tell you, man, a theater experience with that is a lot because there were people passing out when that first came out in the theaters, like way back when. Dude, that soundscape, like that's a movie that's built on the sound. Yeah. The sound is what I think does it. So my mom never passed out, but that is the one movie she does refuse to watch. 
Makes so she, sense. She saw it when it first came out with a friend. They ran home at after the movie because it let out at night, right? Oh, God. Then my grandpa came to town, and he was like, yeah, I kind of want to go see that movie. So she was like, okay, Daddy. So they go see it, and she's sitting in the seat, like, like completely <laughs> shaking. And he was like, what oh, is God. wrong with you? And she's like, I've already seen this movie. And he was like, if you're that scared, we didn't have to come. <laughs> oh, my God. And then she watched it again. Like, that it's is too the much. one movie that, like, she can't do. I don't know yeah. if I have a movie that I can't do. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm trying to think now if I have one that I just won't watch. Like, you know, like, you can't do it. I'm close. Yeah. It's the Ouija Origin of Evil one. That one yeah. fucks me up. Like, I, like it fucks me up. Like, I know that if I watch it, I'm getting fucked up in the mind for, like, a week. There's only, like, a topic of movies that I'll stay away from, and it's, like, the sleep paralysis style stuff. Because that okay. happens to me. <laughs> and I don't like okay. it. I still need you to watch The Nightmare one day. I can't. I you physically cannot. To, <laughs> no. Can I play it for you, like, really far away on a TV, like, Cusack style? I'll just, like, hold one up and be like, you hear it? Is that okay? Is that okay? I'll watch it around the corner with a mirror like it's Medusa. There you go. <laughs> that was a really good movie. I think about watching it all the time, but as people who have listened to the show for years know... I got sleep paralysis ha- after watching that movie. So, like, yeah. I can understand if you already have experienced it. You don't even want to fucking risk that shit, man. No way. Yeah. And, Kelsey, no. you have a fucking static demon. Like, yeah, sorry. The time you said that, it's fucked me up every day since. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I need you to know how much that has impacted my life. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyway, we'll move on from the Exorcist trailers. We've talked about it for quite an quite an substantial bit for a three minute trailer. Yeah, for it just being a trailer, we're both very excited but about the it. The Exorcist is a big movie. It's a big thing. We're big spook people, so it means a lot to us. Yeah. But speaking of spooks, I brought yes. up in a Friday roundup that this movie Cobweb was coming out that nobody fucking knows about. Yeah, with Lizzie fucking Kaplan. Yeah, and it just happened, right? Yeah got a wild hair man and i was like let's just go see it let's not wait yes. till tuesday let's go yes it's not playing anywhere it is really such a small release i found one theater that was playing it oh my god where it was a uh, stonebriar mall i had to go to amc okay. cinemark wow. like didn't have it you but had to amc turn your had back like on Joe one cool. show everybody was playing it one showtime a day and that was it damn what the fuck? Why is this so, getting like black belt everywhere? What's going on? I don't know. So I went and saw it. It was pretty good. I'm going to go ahead and spoil it. Yes, please. So it's called Cobweb. And you and I were like, what's the deal? It's got to be something Where's about the a spider. Yeah. So I had a big theory. I had the theory, man. Mm-hmm. You know, like the lady spider stories and legends, like the, you know, she's like spider like lady up top but spider on the bottom like black widow yeah. shit like those Widowmaker old style. 50s movies and stuff you know uh-huh i was like lizzie kaplan's a fucking spider woman that's why it's her on the cover with like the fingers and all the shit right yes. i was like she's a spider woman and that's the yeah. whole deal right no was she just full of spiders Night. like a body pillow no it's so far from anything you dream okay this movie 
is a slow burn, no sleep story, man. Oh, fuck. You would <laughs> dig it. Okay. It is so slow, so full of like, what the fuck? And then you get a twist and then you get like, it even ends. The ending line is a whole like, you'll never know if you really got rid of me. Like, it's just like a warning <sighs> thing. Fuck. That was a pretty good movie, man. So the little boy here's tapping in the walls, right? Uh-huh. And I was like, man, there's like a big spider that lives in the walls, man. Something's up, right? I bet it's in his skull. I'm calling that now. No. It's his mama. And it's it's the victims <laughs> that she's keeping in the walls. Oh, right? <laughs> oh, cool. None of that shit. It's this little girl that talks to him. And she goes like, at one point she goes, pull open the wallpaper. There's a hole in the wall so you can talk to me. Fucking nope. So he nope, sh- nope. Sh- peels open the wallpaper and there's an eye in the wall. Absolutely not. Looking at him, right? And she's like, that. I'm your sister. Nope. Our parents have locked us away. You need to help me. And I'm like, is it though? And she knows like everything. And she's been talking about like the past. She's like, I'm behind the clock that's in their bedroom. You know, I fucking can't with people that live in the walls like that shit. Yeah. There's a door in my spine. And I had to wait until you were old enough to be able to move it. So now that you're like (laughs) eight years old and you're strong enough, I think you can help me escape now. So then like she has him dig in the backyard and there's like bones buried in the backyard. So I'm like, oh, they're feeding stuff to the. So I was getting like Simpsons, like Bart's evil twin and the like attic vibes. Right. (laughs) Okay. And then I'm like, but where's the spider stuff? Like, I don't understand the point of this. Right. Yeah. And so then at the very end. Oh, my God, dude. At the very end, the kid poisons his mom and dad. Oh, fuck puts rat poison in their gruel that they eat because they eat fucking gruel like a weirdo right okay sure it's 2023 why not yeah so they're eating it and the dad just has like explosive bloody vomit all over the table he instantly dies and then lizzie kaplan's like you can't let her out and it's the first time she's ever acknowledged this her like he's never said there's a girl that talks to me she just goes you can't let her out fuck and then like dies ah and then he gets the keys and you just like it's like slowly he's going up the steps right it's your and then she's all wish. like Don't do it she's like thank you you have to let me out blah, 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 no. blah. so he moves no. the clock and you're like is it real and there's a fucking door behind the clock it's like oh shit and then he puts ah. in the key it unlocks and then she's like thank you billy now I can finally come meet you. And then this demonic <laughs> no. laugh happens, dude. And you're like, Good. you fucked up, Billy. <laughs> you goobered everything. <laughs> and then at that same time, there's a bully that was bullying the our like main kid at school. And okay. the voice in the wall was telling him, quit getting bullied. You need to fight back. So he like pushed the kid down the stairs one day shit and so it's halloween now and that kid that got pushed down the stairs brings just like three cousins with them and they're gonna come in and like fuck him up in his house and like fuck up his family too like they know his family's gotta be home jesus so they break into the house to fuck the kid up but whoever's in the fucking walls has already escaped and hid mom's mom and dad's body sure okay be bopping around, looking around, and there's just like all this hair. You just see hair huh. being drug around everywhere. So you never <sighs> see the person. 
whoever Gross. this lady is, right? Is it just like long black silky hair? No, or is it's, it like a... it's it's like brown raggedy full of spider hair. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like like you can tell like if you touched it, it would feel like hay. It's like straw Ew. hair, man. <laughs> like fucking barbarian. So, you you just see hair going everywhere, like going around corners. So like something's dragging oh, this hair around, that. right? Yeah. And then all the kids are in there. They're looking for Billy or whatever the fucking kid's name is. I really don't remember. Assigned Billy. And then there's one kid playing something on the piano. And I was like, there's a person on the wall in the background. On the wall? And then they cut away. Then they cut like back. And then you see a person crawling on the wall. So the Ugh. sister is a fucking spider woman. <laughs> And you don't see her for the longest time. You just see the hair. But, like, okay. you hear the kids scream. It cuts to, like, right outside that, like, drawing room with the piano. And blood just goes whoosh and just paints the entire floor. Gross. And then she just starts. You just hear, like, this thumping. It's just, like. And she's, like, banging <laughs> on the walls and the ceiling, running around and shit. And she's just snatching people. Heads come flying off. And then she finally, like, shows up. She's the person in the in the poster. Okay. Like cradling Kaplan. Nope. It's the fucking weird sister. And she goes, we were both born from mom and dad, but I was different. And then like, you finally see her and she has like that girl from mortal Kombat. You were like, what's up with her teeth? Yeah. She just has this fucking giant smile of teeth and these big, like oblong eyes or whatever. (laughs) So she's just a fucking, she was born with spider shit imagine you have that child and then you try again for a normal one absolutely not i'm lighting my uterus on fire to give birth to that so they make it feel like they were gonna murder the the boy and try for another child so you kind of think the bones he found in the backyard were their first kid and they were gonna like try again but then there's really someone in the wall yeah and so what it was was the little girl well the sister had killed a trick-or-treater, and that's who's buried in the backyard. Oh. So Yikes. they built the basement and built just a fucking hole in the ground that they threw her in and kept her in for, like, the past 10 years. Why would you do that? Just kill her. I know. So they just <laughs> feed her in the fucking hole in the ground, and now no. she's free. So, so she takes the little boy, kidnaps him, and throws him in the hole and goes, I want you to know what I've been through. Oh, my God. So she tries to just, like, reverse the roles. Terrible. But there was a teacher that kept going, like, what's wrong with this little boy? Like, he's in trouble, and his parents act fucking weird, and I want to help him, right? Uh Uh-huh. She shows back up to the house to just the carnage and death, finds (laughs) him in the wall, and they, like, trap the, like, sister back in that basement hole thing, right? Okay. He gets out by climbing up her hair Rapunzel style and she's all like Gross. exorcist like on on her back contortionist shit being no. pulled by the hair. Nah. And so he like does that throws her in the hole and they like lock the like this chain thing up and her hands are just sticking out and she's all like oh but Billy you're my brother and it instantly turns no. nice again. It's so crazy. That's creepy. And they go to leave and then it's just the ending is this voiceover by her and him living in some new home and she goes do you really think this is gonna keep me in you're gonna have to wonder forever did i ever get out of here 
Am I still in this hole? Every creak, every groan, for every night of your life, you'll wonder, is it me? And so it ends with <laughs> him like in bed, hearing something, and he looks to see if it's her, and it's not, and then he just goes back to bed, and you don't know. Gross. Terrible. It's pretty good. <laughs> Sounds like a good movie. It was spooky. It was super boring for that first, like, because it's, it, it's a cool, like, hour 25. Like, it's wow. a quick movie. But all that spider shit happens at an hour 10. Okay. <laughs> like, it's all build up. And then the the dominoes start falling. Like fucking Hereditary. Delightful. You know? I still need you to see Hereditary, I think. I know. I, I need to watch it. Get something out of it. So I saw Cobweb. And then I actually saw this after a movie we're going to discuss in the later thing. So this was on my Tuesday of Movies Day. Okay. But it's about to go away. I had to finally get time. So we saw Mission Impossible finally. Nice. What were your thoughts? Oh, it's so fucking good. <laughs> of course it is. It's <laughs> literally so good. Taylor was exhausted. She was like, I'm probably going to go to sleep in this movie. But yeah. if like something good happens, wake me up. Uh, uh, I was like, are you sure? She's like, actually, probably don't. <laughs> I was like, well, do you want me to wake you up for the end at least? And she was like, yeah, I at least want to like know the ending. Kind of see what happens, right? Right. So we get in the movie. She was on the edge of her seat the entire... She never had a moment to even get tired. She was enthralled Damn. the whole movie. I've seen that it's the best action movie. One of the best ever made. I'll stand well, by it. It's pretty really? fucking great, dude. So the critics are giving it a good review? Oh, yeah. It was the oh, only yeah. one lately that's had... Because, you know, I dig this. And people were doing it for COVID, but they've kind of stopped. But I'm glad Tom is keeping it going. He does an intro to the movie. It's just a quick, like, they film him. And he goes, hey, I'm Tom Cruise. This is my movie, Mission Impossible. Thank you for coming to the theater to see it. Hope you enjoy it. And then that's it goes nice. into the movie. I dig that shit. I love it when the directors or whoever, like... Just thank you for being there. You know? Yeah, I like it when it's not tinged with a hint of like, you need to see this in a theater because this is the yeah. way it was made, the way I envisioned it. Yeah. Which like, I get it. The artiste, you know, but yeah. like. All he does is go, hey, I appreciate you coming out. I hope you like it because part two's coming. So well, see you at the movies, you know, and that's it. Cool. Yeah, I like that. But also he's been traveling the country popping into random movie theaters to do that exact thing in person. What? He did That's it out so cool. here in Dallas. He did it at Grapevine. What? Oh my God. Yeah. He just walked into a Grapevine movie theater and just said, Hey, uh, this is my movie. Thanks for being here. I hope you guys like it. And then he took off. You would fully poop your pants. I would poop my pants. You'd get on the chair and jump down. I love Tom Cruise. Wow, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> I think this movie's, uh, a big Kelsey movie. Really? I think you would dig it. You've never watched a Mission Impossible, right? I've seen the first one. Do you like that movie? Yeah. That's not an enthusiastic yeah. I mean, I saw it when it came out a very long time ago. So but I like recall enjoying it. Action person. Can I ask? I do like action. Why you haven't partaken in these since then? It's not that I don't like Tom Cruise. <laughs> he just... <laughs> He irritates but it's not you me. Don't I don't like know. Tom Cruise. Okay. It's that I don't like Tom Cruise. He so it is the a wrong Tom way. Cruise thing. Okay. I can't put my finger on why. I just, I, I don't like him. <laughs> That's all I need to know. So, because I know that you like action movies. I'm like, but I wonder why she hadn't seen these since they're literally 
the top of every action movie list. I was like, it's got to be a Tom Cruise thing. I feel like I need to see them. They're so good. Except for part two. Fucking <laughs> literally can't stand part two. And it's the most action-packed of all of them. Because it's only action. It's so stupid. But anyway, hmm. this movie was a clear part one. Says it in the beginning, right? Uh-huh. I got none of that Spider-Verse. Oh, that's it? Like, really? it ends on such a cliffhanger. And you're ready for the next thing. Everybody was stoked. Out of all the movies I've seen in recent memory of the year, nobody has clapped like they did at the end of Mission Impossible. Okay. People were clapping to the theme song even. <laughs> what? <laughs> like the place erupted into applause and then like the music starts. So people are like, bam, 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 like clapping <laughs> to the music. That's amazing. I have never <laughs> been to something like that especially cool. lately like even yeah. spider-verse i got i got some claps like a little bit right but like there was like this scattered theater, applause in my spider-verse yeah this theater went off and it was sold out i had to search for showtimes to find enough seats for us to go damn and it's old now like it's been out for a while yeah and it, it was has. completely sold out still that's that's i mean that's cool you know it's a I feel good like I should movie. like these movies. Is the next one... So this is a, a part one, you said. Clearly. Is the next one going to be like a finale of Mission Impossible? Or he's going to make these till he dies, no. right? Oh, we totally think he'll be like 80 when the last one comes out. He is probably going to actually physically die watching or That's what I said. Mission Impossible. I said that to my mom and Taylor. was like, he's not going to quit until he dies in a stunt. For real. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then that's when these movies end. It's going to be in his will. Like, if I die during Mission Impossible, keep going. <laughs> Pretty much just, like, craft the story around the fact and f- make Simon Pegg the new guy. <laughs> <laughs> it it was everything, man. And So, it's all about an AI. That's, like, the whole point of this one. Okay. There is an AI that can infiltrate, like, any server. Ooh. Do all the shit. So, like, uh, you know, like where they like face read people and they'll like try to look for people in like airports that like boom i got a hit there he is right uh-huh. it will tell a computer that it's kelsey and then they find the person and it's not them like it completely rewrote the face in the computer program and shit Ooh, weird it was like inventing submarines so like there's like a nuclear sub at the beginning of the movie and like they think someone's shooting torpedoes at them but then like the torpedoes and the stuff disappear from their radar Ooh, like it's just like playing with shit and it has predicted everything that's going to happen in the movie so the bad guy in it's like this goes like one of three ways if it goes like this this happens or this or this i'm hoping it's the second one but we'll see what happens and then every time he's like oh this did happen everything's falling in place and everything that he like prophesizes to happen does happen all right. This like algorithm has figured out and like thought about how humans will react to things. And it basically calls what will happen in the movie. And it all happens. See, I like the concept of this movie, but I don't like that it's so close to like life, you know? Exactly. Taylor was real sketchy about it. <laughs> do all of his Mission Impossible movies tend to do that? Because I feel like the first one came out like right kind around of? Anthrax time, right? And it was about yeah. like a a disease that could like kill you and get in your genome or whatever. So that's the second one. 
That's the second one. Second one, there's some disease that like once it's in you, you're fucking done. And yeah, Anthrax was big. Part three, part three was more of like a tale about him. It's not really like a world one. <laughs> okay, just a little Tom Cruise autobiography. Well, because it's like he has a wife, and like she gets brought in on the plot, and there's a whole bunch of stuff. That's the one with the brain bombs that freaks me out so much. Brain bombs. This is like a that Scientology one's, thing. That one's fucked up, dude. Okay. Like, they kidnap one of his teammates and they implant like a brain bomb in her. Like there's just this little capsule. And if you do something Ugh. wrong, it explodes and it does. And her eye pops out all weird and it really fucks no. me up. <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah. It's intense. The fourth one goes protocol uh, four, five and six. Yeah. They all start dealing with like nuclear launch codes and stuff. Okay. It's like a lot of what's going on. And then the plot of those is more like people trying to cancel his task force. So then it's a lot of like intrigue with how we play with other countries and their other hmm. intelligence agencies. And is there Geopolitical. use for something like this? But the last three were like real big nuke and plutonium stuff. Okay. I mean, that's kind of on the the mind of the modern American. So yeah, they're just good action, man. The original Plus, Mission Impossible was 96. Yeah. I don't know if I've seen that one. I might have just seen Mission Impossible 2. Dude, his... Dude, the big thing in that one was like extra, extra gum that you chew together and it creates an explosive paste. <laughs> okay. Well, so... I might have seen... You I don't really chew it, but like when you mix it together, it like will make an explosion in like 20 seconds. Okay, so the first one is like pure mystery. It's pure... Kelsey would like this like who done it shit. Right? Okay. Two is all action. Three is a perfect blend. Okay. And then it then they just got good from there because Simon Pegg showed up and it was like, man, Benji's the best, man. He makes these movies. Simon Pegg makes these movies. Maybe I have seen one and two. I don't know. Part, part one, he's just so young. That's the one with the helicopter and the train tunnel. Okay. I mean, I've seen them a lot, man. They're good. You would, man, just the action. The spectacle and the fact that, like, you know what's all really happening. And Tom Cruise like, is really hanging on the side of a fucking plane. I know the story about the, like, motorcycle jump that they did in this one. And when that scene happens, like, I just, like, felt a pit in my stomach. Like, he's he's going to do that now. <laughs> he jumped a motorcycle off a mountain. And, like, he just, like, rolled up on set. And they were like, okay, so this is the shot. I think we're going to do this. And he just, like, I got it. And he just took off. <laughs> Like oh my God. <laughs> cast and crew aren't ready to see this happen. And he just like jumps off a fucking mountain. It's because he knows that when he dies, he'll become a planet and exactly life begins anew or whatever. <laughs> and then the train thing, I like turned to Taylor was like, I already went over this with Kelsey, but like, this is exactly uncharted too. And it was so uncharted too, man. He, <laughs> I bet Tom Cruise loves uncharted probably because he has stolen a bunch of bits and done them in mission impossible. He's just bitter they didn't cast him. I know that he's like, fuck, they won't cast me as Nathan Drake. I'm just going to do all of his stunts because I I'll can really do these. I'll really hang own. from a fucking plane. Why not? I'll be my own Uncharted with blackjack and hookers. Because now he's hung from a train same way. That part was intense. I can imagine. It's so good. Plus, I bet you'd love the whole mask stuff. Like, It's also thoroughly built on the fact that they have these masks that perfectly look like somebody else yeah and so they do tons oh my of God. like 
espionage of pretending to be another person and yeah. shit. I saw on TikTok. I think you sent me the TikTok of like they filmed the, the practical scene. effect. Yeah, it's with the practical effect where it's mm-hmm. like you're looking at the mirror, but it's from the the side vantage point or whatever. It looks yeah. awesome. Like they're good movies. Yeah, they are phenomenal movies, and you maybe can't maybe beat some of the spectacle about them. Maybe I'll partake in some of them this weekend. Are they streaming anywhere? They are all on Paramount Plus. All right, I think every I single one, except for part seven now, because that's the okay. theaters. But one one through six, they're all there. I don't know what's the best one because I feel like they keep getting better. All right. Like, how do you keep topping what's already the top? And he fucking does it. And it pisses me off (laughs) because it's like, haven't we plateaued? Aren't we good enough? Like, how are you doing it? It's never good enough. And it's because of all the additional care. It's like all the people that he brings in. That's what makes it. It's like all the people. It's, yeah. it's the team that he creates is always what makes it like you can't beat Ving Rhames every fucking time. Right. The fact that he shows up again, it's the best again. Fuck. There he is again. <laughs> that same good voice. Simon. Pe- oh, OK. I did want to tell you this because I knew you'd like it. There's a bomb in an airport at one point. OK. And so Simon Pegg pulls it out and it like opens and it's it's a big cipher. Right. Ooh. And then riddles pop up on this LCD screen and you have to solve the riddles to start solving the cipher. And you only have like two minutes for the bomb's going to go off, right? Hell yeah. So it's a whole bunch of riddles and they keep doing all this shit. And I was happy because I got one. What is always approaching but never arrives. Time? Tomorrow. Yesterday. Yeah. Not not yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The opposite of yesterday. That already got there. (laughs) But then I had like a weird PTSD sadness moment. Oh, no. They go, okay, uh, here's this one. Uh, this one. Okay. Uh, it gets bigger the more you take away. And I'm like, oh, that's a hole. Damn it, Brock from God of War. I miss oh. him. <laughs> <laughs> like, this random sadness washed over me. And I was like, damn it. I didn't think I'd get so sad from a riddle. <laughs> Suddenly back at a Viking funeral. <sighs> so, yeah. Mission Impossible is fucking good. You got to watch them, man. Yeah, I should watch them. I will give you this. I will give you some critique, man. Okay. I don't know if it's intentional, but it's like he's the only one that can do the stuff. Yeah. It's super like, like everybody around him is like, you're the guy, like you're the one with the burden. He's like, I know I'm the one with the burden. Like it's super chosen one. Yeah. It, it does give that vibe. Okay. But fuck, man, nobody does it like he does it. So <laughs> you got to kind of roll with it. But there were a couple times in the new movie that I was like, come on, dude. Like, I get it. Yeah. You're the cool dude. I'll get it. You know? But, man, it's just Rebecca Ferguson's in them now. Then they put fucking Haley Atwell in them. She was Captain yeah. America's girlfriend. You know her, right? Haley Atwell. I... I recognize the name, and so I looked up a picture of her, and I'm like, I know this face, but I don't know why. And she is so gorgeous in that movie, man. <laughs> She's 41? I Whoa. never would have known that. <laughs> she is a welcome addition to the Mission Impossible cast. Like, oh, and then fucking Mantis is in it from all the oh. Guardians movies. Palm. Nice. Uh, 
I can't say her name. Pom. Pom. French name. Clementif or whatever. Clementif. And she's so fucking good. She's so good. She's like mute. She has like no speaking lines. And she's a fucking force in that movie, dude. Hmm. This movie does build up women a lot. There's always like insanely badass women in these we movies. We gotta build up women. All the know? time. Just, man, Mission Impossible is the best. Like, if if I had to pick one of the franchises, oh, it trumps Die Hard for me, big time. And I love right. me some Die Hard, but yeah. Mission Impossible is better. I would say this is one you gotta see in the theater, because it's so grand. And what I hate is that there was never an IMAX showing for this movie. Like, if really? I went day one... They never had it on the big screen like that. Man, you'd think Tom Cruise would come into the theater personally and be like, put this one on the biggest one you have. There were too many movies. Like, I think Flash and Indiana Jones were still going. Like, man, they just didn't clear out room for it. And so I've never even had the opportunity to see it as big as I could. Yeah. It didn't even get that option. Gotta, you got to see it. All right. It's on the list. Yeah. You want to take a quick break? Let's take a break. Because we ain't even cracked it yet. Oh, we're going to crack it when we get back. We're going to talk about the fucking Barbenheimer. Fire Breathing Kittens is an actual play one-shot podcast that plays various tabletop role-playing games with a season-long plot. Because there's a beginning and an end to each week's story, you can start at any episode. Every week has a different combination of four from the same rotating cast group of people. Join Fire Breathing Kittens as they solve detective mysteries, attempt comedic banter, and enjoy friendship. You know what I was thinking about the other day? What were you thinking about? I was like, I was like, yo, Taylor, you remember Warehouse Music? Oh, my God. Or like Blockbuster Music, as they might call it sometimes? Yeah. She was like, no. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> and I was like, it's a magical place of just endless CDs that I didn't give a shit about. But I used to go there all the time. It was nice just to touch them. Yeah. And you got to wear those headphones that like a billion other people had worn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not a COVID care in the world, man. God. If you enjoyed that little bit of the pre-ramble, you can get that full bonus episode by going over to patreon.com slash Y-M-B-T-O-A-P and signing up to be a patron. We would love to see you there. We love all of our patrons and can't wait to interact with them. But if you want to be the ultimate supporter, get you a little bit further on in there. You can get yourself some Yimtope gear at the Yimtope Peril store. We got all kinds of stuff. It's still blazingly hot here in texas go get you a tank we got good good thin like well-made tanks i love the tanks man they're always my favorite super good stuff uh water bottles you can stay hydrated and cool go check it out that link is in our show notes and again thank you to all of our supporters we love you guys so so much let's get you on back to that regularly scheduled content they're showing mission impossible tonight at grandscape 1055 who is going oh, to Mission Impossible? It's a three-hour movie, too. It's what long the fuck? as fuck. Who's going at 11 p.m. to a three-hour movie? If it were the big one, I'd go again. Man. I would love to see that mountain jump in the fucking XD thing, man. I bet. Dude, part six. Oh, Fallout. The whole helicopter chase is in IMAX. Yeah. And it is fucking beautiful. Him and... Henry Cavill, because Henry Cavill's in the last one, baby. Oh shit! He does that whole—I uh, forget what they call it. He's um, he's a uh, cocking his fists. I think is what they call it. What? 
they're fighting in like a bathroom and like he gets like thrown off of a dude and then when like he gets up he just like goes and he like cocks his arms to like get ready to come fight again (laughs) okay that was on like the 20th take and they were like okay let's do it again so for like take 21 he gets up and they go whoa 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 you didn't do that arm thing and he's like what arm thing and they're like oh no we love that do the arm thing okay so he cocks his punches whatever the fuck that's all about oh dude he just fucking like fucking gets ready and he comes dude henry cavill's a badass in that movie i love him he's good in it man you'd like it my ears be itching you know why mine aren't itching (laughs) they're nice and gel cooled glorious new headset with ear cups by wicked cushions Wicked Super cushions. not sponsored. New sponsor of Emptop. New not sponsor of Emptop. <laughs> we always have new not sponsors. I know. Web new sponsor. I'm going to have to write them, man. Got to do it. See what they think. All right. Anyway. Robert. Yo. Are you become whatever man, destroyer of worlds? No. What the hell is that line? I am become. I don't fucking know. Darkness. Shit. What's the line? Now I am become. I literally now don't I know. Am become. Let me look. Death. <laughs> death. I am become death. <laughs> yeah, destroyer of worlds. Um, no. Okay. Not really, well, man. <laughs> I gotta say, so I I did what the kids are calling a Barbenheimer. I went to Barbie and Oppenheimer in the same day because I was like, I'm gonna go to the movies. I just want to get it all done. I wanted to see Perfect. both of these on opening weekend. I didn't want to do two days of movies. I was like, let's just do it all at once. Okay. So this is something I haven't done since probably high schools, seeing more than one movie in a day in a theater. So we went to Oppenheimer first. Oh, and crack into this. Oh, please. I'm so thirsty. For this one. Let's go. <laughs> wonder what that'll sound like. So, all right. We saw Oppenheimer first. Okay. We saw, we went, we had like a little break for dinner and then went back to Barbie. Okay. And we didn't go home or anything. So like we dressed for Barbie, you know? Oh, perfect. Did you guys dress up for Barbie? Yeah. Okay. We can talk about that a little bit more when we get there. But like, yeah. So we were in our, in our Barbie gear in Oppenheimer. And um, I mean, it was a good movie. I'm not going to say it was a bad movie. Yeah. I think it's going to be nominated at the very least for Best Picture. Give me... Oh, well, it didn't even need to be a movie. It just needs Christopher Nolan's name on it, and boom, it's over there. (laughs) Truly. Uh, Give me a rating. I would give it... What do we do, tens? So, yeah, okay, so, like, out of ten, because... Yeah. I I use that stupid letterboxed thing. I, I, I try to keep up with that. It's a whole app where you book the movies that you see and you can put in like Mm. the days you saw them and rank them and all shit. It's actually becoming a huge app. They're like, they're like sponsoring red carpet events and shit now. What? It's a big app now. Okay. Everybody's on it. Letterboxd. Letterboxd. Not sponsored. Just passionate. So Um, they do out of five. So I was trying to like, how do I equate what I rated it on a five scale to this 10 scale? I'd give it an eight. I think mine's like an eight purely out of it's a good movie what was my personal enjoyment of the movie uh four (laughs) maybe (laughs) yeah see the thing is though like i don't know if this movie is 
supposed to be enjoyable. It's really yeah. kind of meant to be like a historical retelling, a dramatic, a dramatic version of the events. Yeah. Um, I thought it was good. I thought it was a well-crafted film. Like, I, it's a three-hour movie, and mm. if you have ever listened to me talk about movies, you know I don't like yeah. three-hour movies. <laughs> it's so long, and I was fully prepared. Like, we went to an early-ish showing for this one. I was like, I could have a little nap if I wanted to. Okay. And I was ready for a nap, and I we went in there, and not only did I not fall asleep during this movie, I was engaged, and like it, the time went by fast for me. It didn't okay. feel like three hours. I was surprised by myself. I was like, oh, I like sat through that. I didn't get bored. Nothing. <laughs> so can I give you my critiques up front? Because they're very few, really. Yes. Uh, I'm supposed to see it in IMAX. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah, exactly. Why? <laughs> so, I don't need to see a broom closet in IMAX for two hours and 58 minutes, bro. Yeah. It's just... Uh, I think they wanted the IMAX piece of it because they had those like intersplice like microscopic explosions and stuff that were happening and like yeah. the mind's eye of the whole starriness going on. But still. But still, this, it's not worth an IMAX ticket price. This is one I'm very glad I didn't wait for that and I just went and yeah. saw it because I would have been real Pissed. disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, I didn't know that bleachers were louder than atomic bombs. Oh, my God. <laughs> if you've seen the movie, because Kelsey laughed, everyone that's seen it knows exactly what I fucking mean. Yeah. That was honestly one thing I enjoyed about the movie is the way that it played with sound. Um, it was definitely a different experience for the audio. Like the whole I. OK, I have like a deep seated fear of nuclear holocaust. <laughs> like okay. it freaks me out to think about the atom bomb and Chernobyl and just all the different horrible sicknesses that can happen when you're dealing with atomic energies and yeah. shit like that. So I don't know. I maybe had a more of a vested interest in this movie, but like I was just on the edge of my seat and seeing them kind of do the whole bomb thing. And then like the total silence, like the countdown, the real time countdown that you get to yeah. them, actually setting off the bomb that fucked me up <laughs> i was just sitting there like with my horrible thoughts of radiation sickness just thinking about bombs for a full minute as they counted this thing down in real time and then the explosion happens and you're stuck in this silence and the whole theater is just silent <sighs> i thought that was an interesting experience but then like they say like you get wrapped up in the explosion the sound that follows that silence was not a lot it was a lot in my theater. It was like, oh, dude, those bleachers, that was a lot. <laughs> the bleachers were a lot, yeah. Like, that was a lot of sound. I think it's crazy that, like, once they set off the bomb, it's like halfway through the movie. Like, there's still yeah. a whole half a movie left, and they've already done everything. Yeah, and it does that, like, Christopher Nolan thing of, like, what time are we in? Because they have, like, three different yeah. distinct time periods happening throughout this movie one of which is in black and white so you're trying to piece together like okay he's old here but like he's young here and this one's in black and white but he's not as old as he is there so like what's happening but i think i figured out what i don't like about it okay like so much i mean one it is a very political movie like it is all about politics at play yeah and you know i don't like that shit right 
then two, it kind of like because like I, it's kind of a throwaway line, but it like really stuck with me. It made me think about it. But when Matt, when a Matt Damon Matt comes Damon. to like recruit him, uh huh, he was talking about how like you know scientists are all like full of themselves and all that stuff. And I was like, I mean, I guess that's true. And then like later, the way the movie plays out, I was like, that's like the whole fucking premise of this movie is how full of yourself you are being a scientist person and yeah I was like yeah that's the way sheldon is on big bang theory and that's kind of a reason <laughs> i don't like him because they don't see themselves as wrong ever yeah you know and it just made me think about that mindset with a lot of people and i was like mm-hmm. i don't like that like i can't jive with the ego thing yeah because i mean they they kind of demonstrated that too when the bomb is dropped on Hiroshima, like they have the whole, the complex is like cheering, and Oppenheimer, like you see him struggling with the concept of like I made this yeah. really amazing marvel of science, and like human evolution has led to this point, which you wouldn't could argue that is one of the most, if not the most important events in human history. Like, yeah. the atomic bomb is an insane thing that happened, and it changed the face of war for good. Oh yeah, which changed the face of humanity for good. So like. The the big, big concept of that and the way they kind of showed him wrestling with that as everyone was like, yeah, we did it. Fuck yeah. And he's like thinking about the actual human loss of life. Yeah. But you can't make the bomb and then be sad when they use it. <laughs> but isn't that the whole like scientist trope of like they always ask could we but never should we yeah exactly but also at the same time i mean it was it was war and he even knew then like well if i don't this person will like there wasn't a choice it it was either we do it or Or somebody that's not us does it yeah and we know what we're gonna do with it so it's a whole uncertainty of things outside of your control Aspect, right you know yeah like the the marching inevitability of just going you are there is going to be a nuclear bomb made these advancements yeah. are happening will you be the first one to make it and use it yeah but yeah it fucked me up how they like spliced in the the images of him like stepping into the corpse of an ashen body yeah like just his foot caving in a chest of a child and then people's faces blowing off and the the white light the way they did that really fucked me up but the stuff they got you and me, I think, are very different. Because you got that. You know what part messed me up? What? I mean, something doesn't happen. Killing the... his dong? No, not that. <laughs> it's, I mean, we're going to talk about the missing dong, but. We're going to talk about it. Uh, no, the concept of, which then plays into the end of the movie, which is actually really good. Like, that's like the one thing I really liked. But the idea that once the explosion starts the like atoms would just keep hitting other ones in the air and just make all air combust on the face of the planet yes and they knew that that was a possibility yeah oh my god that's crazy to me imagine like imagine you're the scientist that creates the bomb that literally ends the world but we do this all the time do you remember like a couple years ago in california there was a company that was going to like test like a black hole thing Yes. And they could have potentially sucked our, imploded our planet in Northern California. Yeah. And they were like, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. 
Pro- like, probably. It's the same thing that happened with the bomb here. Like, yeah. Well, it might not happen, but it could. But I did like how that became the twist at the end. It's like, but we did. Yeah. I was like, all right, that's cool. It was like the only thing about this movie I'm really into. <laughs> yeah. And there was that whole other thing about, so this ties in with your thing about um, scientists being so self-important. But when Robert Downey Jr., who, by the way, it took me like five minutes of his screen time for me to realize that's Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Gotta watch more Iron Man because I was like, there's Iron Man. Old man Iron Man. Look at him. So old. He did look fucking <laughs> so old in this movie. He looked very old. Um, but when he is having that conversation, when Oppenheimer is talking to Einstein at the pond there, and they're talking about, you know, something that's totally not Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. And he walks up and thinks that this conversation was about him and he gets all pissed off or whatever. Which is why he ruins Oppenheimer's career for the rest of his life is because (laughs) he thinks people talked about him once. Like, that's shit I can't wrap my mind around. Yeah. So that's like the self-important up, dude. Self-aggrandizing bullshit that these people did. Yeah. So I was like, I think I have a philosopher's brain. I just take it as it is. I don't like the scientist brain. I don't think I like scientist brain people. Freaks me out. I mean, they're important, you know? I mean, they are. But, like, you can be a Bill Nye. Just be cool. Yeah. You know? Right? Just be cool. How hard is that, scientist? You don't have to be a Neil deGrasse Tyson, you know? Fucking nerds. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, I did like the movie. I don't love the movie. And I, on Letterboxd, like, I gave it a four out of five because it's, it's i mean it's it's a movie dude like you can't yeah. deny that it's not like a fucking movie yeah it's a wild it's thing well but crafted definitely definitely not life-shakingly altering yeah. like it's led to be right no i didn't come out of this changed in any way i still have a fear of nuclear holocaust but uh I, it's just because nolan's name is on it if his name yeah. is on it like sorry it's not inception <laughs> Nothing is going to top Inception for me, I don't think. Right. I do think that Killian Murphy could win Best Actor for this role. Oh, he fucking better. Yeah, he gave range in this. Oh, dude. I didn't even, like, you ever watch a movie and you know the actor extremely well and you don't see them in the movie? Yes. <laughs> I didn't see Killian Murphy in this movie. I saw Oppenheimer. Yeah, like, he, he became the character. Oh, he yeah. He became death. Did not see him. That was amazing. I have a question for you, though. Is it about the dong? Did you go pee during this movie? No. Okay. All right. Definitely not. That was that was my important question because I went pee <laughs> and I did it wrong. So there was oh, that TikTok you sent me. I know. <laughs> I tried so hard. That TikTok you sent me where the lady was talking and I could have sworn that in the TikTok she was like, go pee when his brother arrives in Los Alamos. Yes, so I'm just sitting there. That's what she says. Okay. His brother never went to Los Alamos. He did. When? For like half a second. And I thought that it was because she said LA. So I was like, where's Los Angeles? And then like, <laughs> like towards the end of the movie, I go, I guess it was Los Alamos because that's another LA. So I would have missed it completely. Yeah. I had been holding my piss and I was like, I have to go. <laughs> So okay. it's like an hour 40 into the movie. I was like, okay, we're at like midpoint. I'm like, I'm ready to go. And there, he keeps asking for clearance for his brother to go to Los Alamos. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so the brother's coming eventually. And he asks twice. And the TikTok said 
the only thing that you miss if you go to the bathroom during this part was that he does get his security clearance. Yeah. And I was like, okay. So we get to the part in the movie where he asks and then he asks again and then he just gets his security clearance. And I was like, well, I fucking missed it. So I have to go pee right now. Yeah. And so I leave to go pee. And by the time I come back, there has already been a whole sex scene that I missed entirely. <laughs> so like I didn't get to see the okay. part where he goes to Chicago and like fucks around or whatever. So how do you know that? Because I asked Richard. Scene. Oh, okay. Okay. Because he stayed. And I was like, Nothing so- happens. Well, I was like, did Killian Murphy's penis show up? <laughs> Richard was like, why are you so interested? <laughs> because we heard. I heard Ma'am? it was going to be on there. And so I wanted to know. Okay. And Richard was like, I mean, you kind of see the shaft. There's like a, a sex scene. And okay. I was like, okay. So, so I it think was... it's in this part. Okay. Because I thought that's what you were going to a- ask me was, well, didn't you look at this part of the screen? But it happened so quick. <laughs> okay. So what happens is it goes back to the broom closet, right? Okay. And they're asking him about Florence Pugh being uh-huh. like, did you ever go back and do stuff? And so he says, yes. And then it's Emily Blunt, like on the couch, like basically hearing him say that he went and had sex with this girl. And then they're in the broom closet and he's <laughs> still answering the questions. And Florence Pugh is just like grinding on him in front of everybody. Oh my God. And then they do like an under the table shot. And I guess, like, in the darkness that is the inner crevice of his thighs, you could possibly see some shaft. But I wasn't looking there because I was looking at Florence Pugh. (laughs) That's acceptable. How could you not? So, if there was very, very minor shaded shaft. Shaded shaft. Which is the the title for the show. That's it right there. Um I missed it because I okay. was I did like kind of look and like I thought I might have seen something, but then it cut away because that scene is like five seconds or less. Yeah, like it's not a lot. So I was like, the way I guess that this, that's the moment. It was advertised to me in such a way that I was under the impression that Killian Murphy would be just fucking t posing yeah. and you would see the whole glory. Yeah, I was thinking it was gonna go fucking walk hard style. Like, there's a scene in that movie where, like, there's a person's face right here, and a guy walks up and goes, like, hey, you need anything? Do you need a drink? And he's like, no, I don't need anything. And it's, like, just right here. Yeah. That's what I was expecting as well. But in that scene where he actually does go to Chicago and he fools around with her, he's got the whole, like, cross legs thing, and, like, you never see anything. So I was like, there's no dong in this movie, dude. Okay. (laughs) Not like that's why we docked it a, a star, but, like... I mean, it is, honestly, if I'm being honest. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, like, definitely not, like, fully visible. That right. was never a thing. Okay. In any so way. I didn't miss much, I guess. I missed Florence Pugh, but that's about it. Yeah, and that was <sighs> a weird part, because, like, they're still asking questions in the trial, but, like, Emily Blunt's, like, staring at, like, his back, but, like, she's, like, hugging him, just, like, staring back at her, just, like, fucking... Balk in that dude. <laughs> it was weird. All right. Um, I did want to say this because I wanted to get your take. See what you think. You know who I really hated most of the movie? Who? Emily Blunt. Yeah. She was I a bit of a crazy I really didn't woman. fucking like her. I yeah. really did not like her the whole movie. I was like. Throwing booze at walls Emily and shit. Emily Blunt. <laughs> and I don't like you? This feels wrong. She played but a really good angry drunk. When she got called into his trial, though, I was like, ah, you winning me over. 
There you are, being a mean lady. <laughs> that, and when she wouldn't shake the dude's hand at the end, I was all like, Yeah, it's like, that, fuck yeah. Yeah. Women power. It was okay. I yeah. honestly would not recommend this movie to a single person. No, I mean, if you are super, if you have a vested interest in the atomic bomb or any kind of shit like that, if you like science a lot, if you just want to see Killian Murphy act his fucking tits off. I think if you like science, that is good because they do just do like a lot of theory stuff and talking about things. They don't explain a lot of it, which would have been fun. But like one thing that pissed me off, though, before we exit this and go into Barbie, one thing that made me mad is they get this like paper from germany or they split the atom over in germany and they they're like oh we never tried that let's do it and then they instantly split the atom i'm like why is it what yeah i don't know guys it's not worth the hype no it was way overhyped i mean it's a big imax christopher nolan three hour movie of course it's gonna get all the hype but like i like you said i wouldn't recommend this to i don't know what is there for most people except yeah. to say because like even the big explosion that's supposed to be like the thing that like rocks the theaters and like shakes the world i was like uh-huh. okay that same explosion was in mission impossible later like <laughs> like there was nothing about that scene that was like earth shattering yeah it was a standard loud explosion it didn't do anything crazy but the fucking bleachers when they're going like give a speech because you're the father of the bomb that was so overwhelmingly loud uh, i was like now that's an atomic bomb <laughs> going crazy there yeah so anyway i'm done with that movie because i literally couldn't care less let's talk about barbie let's talk about barbie so you asked first did we get dressed yes i yes. shrimp counseled it up i sure did nice all right i wore like a pink and green floral dress and then richard wore a white polo with little pink shorts. Perfect. Because yes. all we know is if your guy doesn't get dressed for the Barbie movie, it's bad, dude. It's bad, dude. You, you gotta dress him. You have to get dressed for the Barbie movie. Period. You've got to. I mean, how could you not? It is a cinematic event. And I was so happy because the whole theater was full of, like, pink women. <laughs> I was like, fuck yes. Okay. So we saw it opening night. Fuck yeah. At 10 o'clock at night. Actually, ten forty-five or some shit. That is so late. Well, it was the only. Everyone wanted to go, and they wanted to buy tickets the day before. I was like, "It's yeah, Barbie. (laughs) You know what you've asked of me. If you want to sit together, I'll find it, but it's not gonna be reasonable. It's not gonna be a nice showtime or a nice theater. I think it was at nine forty. I don't know, but it was late at night, right? Yeah. But it was opening night. Five of us got to go. We saw it. Give me a rating. Oh, a fucking 8,000 out of 10. I don't know any like cool Barbie things. So I can't no. do like a. <laughs> I give it pink a pink out of 10. Super. St- I give it a pink out of 10. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. It's a pink out of 10. It was so good. It was way more than I expected it to be. Did you know anything about this movie going no. in? Holy shit. There's five <laughs> plots in this movie. I was blown away. I thought and it was none of like them were the plot romp. I thought it was going to be. I know. I literally just thought we were going to go into Barbie land to have a good time with Barbie, be a Barbie friend, and then get in, get out. Like, that was going to be the whole thing. Just an exciting little adventure in Barbie land. I totally thought, because I knew that she had to leave. 
because something was happening in the real world. So I knew she was doing that. So I was like, okay, it's going to be like okay. Lego movie stuff. So I like yeah. kind of knew about like she's going to have to find whoever's playing with her doll or something. But I didn't know uh-huh. that it was because she's having suicidal thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking crazy. That was a twist, bro. <laughs> so obviously the turning point of the movie is like three, four minutes in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when, yeah, they sure when you wait. hear... They don't wait at all. So Barbie's having this party at her house. And like, okay, so when I got there, there was this uh, this young woman who sat next to me. And it was a pretty full theater. And she was like, I'm sorry. I'm like right next to you. I'll move if you want me to. If, if like nobody comes over here, I can scoot over. Yeah. And I was like, don't, you don't need to do that. Don't apologize for existing next to me. We're, we're fine. Did you look at her and say, you're beautiful? <laughs> I should have been like, you are a perfect soul. <laughs> and we are seatmates and best friends and sisters. I ended up feeling bad that she didn't get to move because I was laughing so hard throughout this movie, like embarrassingly loud. Okay, good. <laughs> so I'm not the only uh, one. Oh my God. No. When Barbie does that party and she's like, hey, have you guys ever had thoughts of death? I cracked up so hard. Like I I was shouting laughing and I felt bad for the people around me. <laughs> it's just an eruption of unexpected laughter out of me in such a way that like I bypassed laughing and went straight for Here. screaming. I know you don't go to the movies a lot a lot. But I like, go enough. Have you ever had this happen? Like you laugh at a part. Nobody else is laughing. That's kind of how it felt. And so like your one laugh is just echoing <laughs> theater alone. <laughs> There's a scene in I Guardians think... of the Galaxy 2, because I saw that like three times, four times in the theater, and wow. I did it all four times. Oh, my God. He's flying with Rocket, and they just look cute together, and it makes me giggle. <laughs> and I laugh, and nobody else ever giggles at that point. And every time, I just go like, <laughs> and I laugh, and it's funny. <laughs> but yeah, tons of moments where just like somebody's face would make me laugh, and I guess people were like, I'm 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 focusing on the movie or something because nobody else was laughing, man. Yeah, I feel like I had a pretty good theater. Like there was a reasonable amount of reactions. I was yeah definitely the loudest but, one there. Yeah, the most reactive. Yeah, but Richard and I were both like clutching each other, trying not to scream laughing. It was such a good movie. Good. Like every single part of this movie, it was a new found treasure. Like. Every piece of it that I turned over, <laughs> I was just waiting for like, where's the bad part of this movie? And it wasn't there. Not oh, a no, single not turd there. in this. It's it's all just like everything about it. I, I don't have a single complaint. I couldn't tell you one thing I didn't like about the Barbie movie. Nope. I guess we just got to talk about things about it. So I'll, yeah. I'll throw this out there because I would have to be the one to do it. Okay. While this movie is a celebration of women, for women, by women, or whatever, women. it still has a commentary for men. It There's does. There's a whole men aspect for us that only we understand in it, you know? So let me hear your perspective on it. Well, I said men suck, but... <laughs> <laughs> but, like, there's a whole, like, the amount that I relate to Mojo Dojo Casa House is, like, <laughs> unparalleled. The fight on the beach was so, so dude. Good. No, oh my God. it was so dude. Like everything about it was so dude. I was laughing so hard. No women were laughing quite as hard as I was during that moment. <laughs> the whole song in that battle 
Uh-huh. Like, I'm just kidding. I'm kin. just kidding. That whole, I'm like, like literally ripping my insides out laughing so hard. It's so <laughs> fucking funny, dude. But, like, that's what I think people are missing. The, the entire movie is satire. And it's yeah. satire on women, on men, on people. Like, it's literally everything for like everyone there is no like one person that it's really more geared towards it is geared towards the human condition period yes like all you fucking men out there all the men in this world that are just like with a baby movie is just for for girls and i hate it because it shits on the patriarchy (gasps) okay first of all oh okay no okay here's the here's the thing that you want to know my perspective yes Yes. I heard the best line in any movie ever that has changed my world perspective. You ready? Fuck yes. Let's hear it. That horses are men extenders. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest line I've ever heard in a movie fucking ever. Yeah. And I love I mean- <laughs> when he was like, well. Honestly, when I found out that the patriarchy wasn't about horses, I kind of wasn't even into it anymore. <laughs> that was completely you in that moment. Like, that's a line that you would say. <laughs> I loved it. Like, and I just learned that horses are men extenders. I was like, God, fuck, that is goddamn <laughs> Write right. Write that one down. You got it, dude. Like, <laughs> that's probably the most thing I took from that movie. <laughs> it's yeah. so good. I think the big message that so many men are missing like, of course, we're going to talk about all the, the wonderful woman messages and stuff. But what men could take from this movie, I believe, is that it is a rewarding experience to define yourself beyond the patriarchy. Like, yeah. the fact that Barbie exists, we have astronaut Barbie, we have veterinarian Barbie, we have, like, scientist Barbie and teacher Barbie and president Barbie. We have all these different cool Barbies. And then it's and Ken. Like, you just have Ken. He is... Yeah an accessory to Barbie mm-hmm. and in the world of Barbie land, they don't have something to define themselves. So seeking that out could be the journey that you could go on to have a fun life as a man. That was one of my most favorite parts too, where he's like, I'm not even trained for CPR. Like I'm just beach. I'm just beach. My I job is beach. beach. <laughs> <laughs> like, <sighs> yeah. Like he he is nothing. Yeah, like I mean, he, he's, he's just he is beach. He's just he's just there. He's just Ken. He is Kenuff. You know. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I I hate TikTok because it's so true. Women are busting out crying. They're like feeling the most stuff, and every dude's just like, "Where do I get a Kenuff sweatshirt?" Because <laughs> first thing I did when we got out, I looked one up and I found one. <laughs> That's what Richard was doing too. Oh my God. Because it's great. It is great. It's perfect merch. But it had yeah. to be the one from the movie that was, like, fuzzy and stuff. Because they have them yeah. elsewhere where they're not that. But I found the fuzzy one. And that's from Mattel.com. Oh, good. So you have to go oh, to Mattel. Fuck to get yes. It. I'm going to get one for Richard. But it's it's so fuzzy. Uh, I was like, I can't buy that in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get Man. Him, get him one. So I just, I can't even begin to describe how happy I was watching this no, movie. No, yeah. Like, I, I need your shit. I want to tell you one more thing to shit okay. on the dudes with it, which was interesting because I felt a really okay. good TikTok about this. All right. This really fucked me up a little bit because it's so true, which is the problem. The movie, while giving something to women, giving something to men, 
still points out how unfair that balance is. Because at the end of the movie, well, so the lady was saying, we give a lot of, um, not caterings, I guess, but like a lot Pandering? of. Pandering? A lot of what? Pandering? No. But like niceties or a lot of like, there's a lot a- of like conceitances towards men. Yeah. Okay. Right? Yes. And she was like, at the end of the movie, Barbie apologizes to Ken. Ken yeah. never apologizes. And everything he did is way fucking worse than, yeah. than being ignored. Like, he did I think- all this stuff. And she still had to apologize to him because we always, we, I mean, women. But that's what she was saying. Like, <laughs> we always have to be that for them we always have to give that condolence or we have to give that we have to concede that bit of ourselves every time no matter what and i was like that's too real because yeah yeah, i can't believe he didn't fucking apologize at the end because he's just enough now he's just ken you know i i think i think that the movie was designed that way honestly to make the women feel (laughs) like maybe Maybe it could make men feel that way, too. Like, men should feel at the end, like, why is Barbie apologizing? Ken should have to apologize. Yeah. And maybe they can see themselves reflected in that. (laughs) So, I don't think Taylor was quite on the satire train quite yet with it. Because, and I thought the scene was going to get deeper as well. When Mm -hmm. she first comes back, and he's all like, but you failed me! And I was like, ooh. Maybe we dig into a little therapy session here and we figure out what's going on. And he completely skirts the real issue, which broke yeah. me, right? <laughs> uh-huh. I was like, all right, let's get it, right? And then he doesn't do it. But as soon as he goes, you failed me or whatever, and it starts to get heartfelt, Taylor, like, rolls to me. Like, I felt her eyes roll her whole body. And she just goes, <laughs> am I supposed to feel bad for him? And I was like, <laughs> I don't know yet. give him a second let's see if he earns it and then i was like yeah he didn't earn it no but like this is the first hated ken she hates ken oh my god yeah like he's so deeply unlikable and i think this is the first time i have ever left a ryan gosling movie and been like fuck i hate ryan gosling like so let me see if i can get you where i'm trying to get her okay it's not about liking him it's about liking the satire that he's showing us and how well he is portraying all the yeah. things we already know. That's why Fully. it's good. Yeah. That's why this movie is so pinpoint perfect. But also he gets kissed by Shang-Chi and I love that. <laughs> like the whole like half gay bromance with all the other Kens sends me, you know, I love that shit. Yeah. But enough about the men. Let's celebrate the women in this movie. You got to start from like the beginning though. Cause I mean, literally the open, the opening song by Lizzo. Hey Barbie, I fucking uh, love that song. <laughs> just give let okay because all right guys. So I I had seen Barbie before Kelsey. Yes. And so I go when you see Oppenheimer, text me good, great, whatever. But when you see Barbie, <laughs> text me a number. She's like, oh, the rating. And I'm like, no, the number of times you cried. And she yeah. goes, fucking cried. And I'm like, yeah. That's exactly what I mean. I don't cry in this movie, but okay. And all I get back like three hours later is I lost count. (laughs) Yep. I, yeah. So I'm fucking ready for that journey. 
even in like just the opening of Barbie, like I, I was never into Barbies as a kid. Like I was, I was violent with Barbies. Like I just pulled oh, their heads so, off. Them. So you made a, a bunch of weird Barbies. Yes, I did. Okay. I was the weird Barbie factory. <laughs> so, uh, I am like throughout my adulthood, I have been on kind of a journey of like, as a kid, you, as, as a, a girl kid, you learn to kind of reject femininity a little bit. Okay. And I don't know how to like unpack that for <laughs> a man, but like there's a, there's a piece about it where like you are recognized for your femininity. Like I was cat called in grade school and yeah. it was horrible. Like you, you learn as a kid to just kind of swallow up that part of yourself. So you're not displaying that to adult males who are going to hurt you. And so like the line where they're walking around the real world and she's like, yeah, how come we're there's walking an undertone around, of violence sense of like, yeah, unease. <laughs> and he's like, I feel fucking great. Yeah. Kind of an awareness about myself, but in yeah. a bad way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That hit heavy. Like oh, fuck, okay. this movie, just like everything is so fucking good. But anyway, to the first part of the movie. <laughs> so like I, as a kid was never, I never embraced my femininity. Like mm-hmm. I have always been like, don't show cleavage. Don't show leg. It's bad. People are going to look. We don't want that. And this movie is just like such a celebration of and love of just femininity in and of itself. Like yeah. not womanhood and not female, but femininity. Like even yeah. in the Kens, there is a softness and just like a, a love about everything. Just wonderful, fuzzy pink. And even just seeing Barbie land, I got excited and I was like, holy shit, it's Barbie. And I never felt any particular way about Barbie as a kid. So to feel that way as an adult, like it brought tears to my eyes just to be like, wow, like I'm learning and growing, you know? Okay. <laughs> so that was nice. But man, the fucking sets for this movie, incredible. Everything is beautiful, and I feel like it would have been so and much fun. Practical, and practical. <laughs> I feel like it would have been so much fun to work on the set of this movie. Oh my because god! Because you're you fucking you're know creating it. like actual physical toys that, like, I remember the the fucking like mermaid Barbie house or whatever. We had one of those, and like yeah. the, the Barbie convertible. Every girl had one of those. The the resin pool that she just like walks across. Oh. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. Like you recognize these things, the heart bed, the, the, the milk container that she is like pouring and pretending to drink from. Cause it's not real. For me, it was the shower. How like, she's yes. like, Oh, it's cold. And there's nothing fucking there. <laughs> yes. That killed me, dude. So good. I just, it, this movie was just a celebration start to finish and it was fun and perfect in every way. And it's so hard to dissect it and, just talk about the individual pieces that I liked because I liked all of it. Oh yeah. I loved it all. There wasn't a bad bit. Literally like everything worked even cause I kind of thought the CEOs like Will Ferrell was going to be like the big bad. Yeah. He's not, he's really not like they, they do touch on that. You know, when Barbie goes to the real world and like ends up back at the Mattel corporation and it's just a, a room full of men. <laughs> She's yeah. like, take me to the woman in charge. And they're like, Oh, we are in charge, you know, it, it's a reflection on like, there are men who kind of control a lot in this world yeah. and some of them are not even aware that it's bad. You know, why shouldn't a man be the CEO of Barbie? He has yeah. dreams just like a little girl would and not in a weird way, you know, 
he doesn't think he's doing bad, but just by kind of being in the seat, it's already just, bad now. Yeah, just sitting there, like why why not have a woman CEO of the, the corporation that makes tiny plastic women to play with? Yeah, seems like something that the patriarchy would have involvement in. The but way the whole I real world when the patriarchy shit happened. Like when he yeah. was walking around and I, I realized that's what was happening. I was like, oh, Ken's going to get fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Watching him come into the, like the real world and be like, oh my God, man control everything here. This is amazing. And they kept playing on that too back in Barbie land. Like someday, you know, men can have as much power here as women have in the real world. And you can't yeah. have a Supreme court justice, but <laughs> you know, have a smaller court of justices. That's a start. It had such a, like such a, a dagger way of, poking at that kind of stuff like it's funny but makes you bleed you know oh yeah like everything was a real biting comment on what was happening yeah and it's all like it's not hard to miss i mean like the whole like ken only being focused on like the one girl thing you know Mm -hmm. like that's a that's a huge thing that lots of people do you yeah. Know? And we know that. But like nobody talks about it, you know? There's a lot of things that's like fully known that we all know is the truth, but nobody just says them. You know? Yeah. Like I mean, come on, you got to hit me with the fucking the mom speech, dude. Yes. Oh, everybody knows that all of that is true, but nobody says it. Right. Which is why it was good to have it. It was such a cool turn to see her go to the real world and be like, oh, there's the girl that's supposed to be playing with her. Something's wrong with this girl. And you kind of are led to think that, too, because she's like grown up and she's moody and she's a teenager, you know. She's just kind of the embodiment of preteen angst. And you don't think for a second that her mom is still playing with the Barbies. (laughs) I kind of did because they show like the little clips in her mind where she like sees the stuff. And, like, uh-huh. somebody grabs the doll from the box. Yeah. So I was like, I don't think she's playing with it, but I wasn't sure. So right. Like I kind of had an idea, but I thought it was, like, I thought she, like, kept that one and forced her daughter to keep it. And that's why the thoughts were coming in. That's kind of what I was Something thinking, like too. Like, yeah. we're going to keep this one because it was important to you as a kid. So I think it should yeah. still be important to you as a teenager. And then she would maybe play with it and, like, take out her weird, weird Barbie angst on it. Yeah. But... Yeah, it ends up being the whole, like, the mom is the one with all these traumas, and she's taking it out on creating, like, imminent thoughts of death Barbie. Yeah. And stuff like that. And I was like, this is incredible, because it, I like, I'm not a mother and don't have a relational f- frame of mind to that, but I could, I could definitely relate to this woman, <laughs> just yeah. from the perspective of, like, you got weird thoughts, and you got you to gotta outlet for it somewhere, you know? You need to have that kind of something to to get it out of your brain and she's doing it with a barbie which is perfect because there's a lot now i think in the world of like the healing your inner child type of thing yeah and i think this movie was very much about that oh yeah it just had a lot of little plot lines that that fed into that narrative in a good way and i liked it i don't do this a lot but this is a movie that i would watch with the commentary on from oh, director yeah. and shit and just like Absolutely. i want to know every little tiny because it, it it's just so packed with shit there's just so much in it yeah 
I had this thought about it. I want to know what you thought about this like equation to it. Okay. This movie is phenomenal in that, like Spider-Verse, you don't have to like Spider-Man to enjoy that movie. Yeah, absolutely. Like I like I was saying, I never played with Barbies yeah. and don't feel one way or the other about him. Yeah. But I fucking loved this movie. You don't like, have to have to me. any affinity towards that doll at yeah. all to fully go on. I mean, I mean, not like have a good time to fully go on this journey, like the full yeah. journey, regardless of how you feel about this doll in the first place. Yes, I was fully buckled into that pink convertible, like on oh, the journey yeah. with Barbie. <laughs> My TikTok's been nothing but Barbie. Fuck yes. Tidbits since then. But did you know that the daughter, when she meets her and she's in her little cowgirl outfit and she's like, hey, I'm your Barbie. And she's with her friends uh-huh. at school. The four girls, they're the original Bratz dolls. <laughs> what? Like they're all named after each of those and they look like them too. So the daughter oh is one God. of the Bratz dolls. What the fuck? Like... That's why I want to see this with commentary. I want to know how much, how many <laughs> tidbits you sprinkled throughout this fucking movie. Because like I wouldn't know that I didn't have a Barbie or Brad dolls and shit. Amazing. But, like, it's it, it's a detail that's in there. Somebody probably had the greatest moment of their life noticing that. You know. Yeah. That's amazing. That's so cool. Like that's how. That's how minute the details go. Just like shot for shot. Like every shot is crafted. Yeah. What else do you have to say about the movie? Because I do want to give like kind of another ranking for this movie. Okay. Um, fuck about the about the movie itself. Like I, I feel like we've talked about all the, the good plot points and the beats and just how much we loved it as a whole. Um, Alan, he's great. I was about to say, also find <laughs> you an Alan because he's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what about a midge? God. <laughs> I feel like we had a midge. I feel like I've seen midge before. So I guess she wasn't just the pregnant one. There was like a line of midge besides okay. that one. Because huh. I was bringing this up to Belinda because because Belinda loves Barbie. She had okay. tons of Barbies, played with it a bunch. So she's like super stoked for this movie, right? Mm-hmm. And she was like, but I had a midge. She wasn't pregnant. And I was like, so there's more than one? And she was like, well, there's more than one Alan, too. But, oh, like, shit. you know, nobody cared about him anytime it came out. Yeah. And then there was Skipper. Yes. Skipper was not in the movie at all, right? Yeah, she was. She was? Yeah. Or was it Stacy that wasn't in the movie? Like, there's Who? a Skipper and a Stacy. Stacy's, I think, is the baby. Okay, so Stacy like was no Skipper was, because okay. it was the one where, like, you lift the arm and the boobs would grow. <laughs> yes. Fucking weird. So I thought... Because I thought Midge and Skipper were, like, those one-off dolls that, like, completely bombed. But it was, like, that one run of the dolls. Mm. You know, like, there was probably, yeah. like, a Oppenheimer Barbie. And they were, like, <laughs> nope, that one didn't sell well. But Barbie <laughs> still exists, right? So there yeah. was, like, pregnant Midge. But the Midge character still had other appearances. Same with okay. Skipper. And yeah, I there were plenty they were, of like, Skippers. One-offs. No, yeah, Skipper was, like... Barbie's yep. teenage sister, and there yep. are plenty of those. Bullinda schooled me big time. Uh, okay. Monday. <laughs> she was like, I'm going to tell you fucking everything. And she was like, I had Superstar <laughs> Barbie in 1976 and all kinds nice. of shit. Man. And I was like, do you still have one? Because she's expensive. <laughs> God. 
one thing we didn't talk about, speaking of expensive Barbies, so like the original version of Barbie, the one in the black and white bathing suit yes. with the sunglasses and the opening sequence in that movie. Oh, yeah. Amazing. I was sitting I there was... going like, man, and Kelsey sure hates 2001 <laughs> A Space Odyssey. <laughs> It was so funny and so perfect. Like the way they showed those little girls going absolutely ape shit and busting up their porcelain dolls. So funny. That filled me with such joy. Like I know those girls had an amazing time on set doing that. I've seen some Greta Gerwig movies before, but like, I don't know, man. This one was leagues better to me. Hit different. Than all the rest because like it was just good. Uh, Like everything's so good. So I'm going to hit you with this one because I almost blurted it out the other day. And then I had to really like bite my tongue and think about it. And and I've thought about it. Okay. Barbie's the best movie this year. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Spider-Verse is phenomenal. Barbie is better. Yes. I think Barbie, if it's not at the Oscars, it is a deliberate snub. There's no way it's going there. You know why? It's funny. Because it's women. No, it's funny, too. Like, you can't... Oh. Comedy doesn't go. Yeah. You don't do that. No, Kelsey! No comedy, no scary, only drama, only sad. Yeah, you can't have... Like, I'm trying... There's been very few funny movies that I've ever seen in Best Picture Showcase. Yeah. Very few. If Barbie doesn't break the mold and just do that for womankind... (laughs) Then we then we riot. I'm like, would you give Margot Robbie best actress though for this? Yes. It was pretty good though. It was pretty good, dude. Like watching her cry, watching her call that old woman at the bus stop beautiful. I had yeah. an emotion. <laughs> God, it moved me. To Can tears. I tell you the time she gave me the most emotion? Yes. It's at Mojo Dojo Casa House. Okay. <laughs> okay. Scene, Mojo Dojo, Casa House. Ken makes her cry and puts on two sets of sunglasses, which was... Oh, my God. Beautiful. He exits the scene, and she goes and cries and sits on the lawn. Uh-huh. And does not bend her legs one and bit. And fucking sits like a barb. I lost my fucking shit, dude. It's so good. And then just, like, lays down. As yeah. I lost everything in my body i laughed so fucking hard (laughs) it's it was a perfect movie it's the bet like in the movie this is how you know i liked it you ready yeah i mean we're still like before alan's trying to leave barbie land with the mom and shit before the mom's speech has fucking happened right (laughs) Uh and i'm like what is the steelbook gonna look like for this one because i'm getting that shit (laughs) oh man (laughs) Like, That's how you know it's real. Like, I'm waiting for Steelbook. Of, I haven't even seen the movie yet. <laughs> Minute 40 of the movie and you're like getting collectibles ready. Oh, dude. I will own this movie hard. This, yeah. You nailed it. it. It's a it's a perfect movie. I would watch this movie every weekend for the rest of my life. Twice. It's really fucking good. Yeah. This movie's Knuff. <laughs> I think... I think about, like, the youths, you know? I think about the kids of today, and it makes me so happy to know that there are nine-year-olds right now that are going to have, like, a sleepover and watch this movie with their friends, and they're going to grow up with that. Like, the way that I grew up watching 
funny, campy movies with my friends at sleepovers on the weekends. They're going to watch this movie and they're going to have life-changing thoughts and just experience the bonds of womanhood at a sleepover <laughs> together yeah. with this film, this cinematic experience. So you're saying <sighs> the future women are going to be more sane because they have this to watch instead of Clue all the time? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I mean, it's fair. <laughs> it's fair. <laughs> but, like, if you guys go to the movies, it's Mission Impossible and Barbie. Oppenheimer can suck it. Yeah. Don't bother with Oppenheimer. See Barbie twice. Fucking don't. Yeah, you should. So do a... I don't know what to call it, because... Do a... Do a... Do a Barbie squared. There you go. Yeah, double Barbie. There you go. Um, do the I, Barbie and Ken. <laughs> I really don't know what to say about this movie. It's it's good, man. Yeah, it's good. Go. Why are you Go. still listening? Why, why are you why? still listening? <laughs> Leave. Get the fuck out of here. Go. <laughs> Come on. It's it's still sold out. You got to find a showtime now. See this one in theaters and wear pink. Oh, yes. The amount of pink I have seen. Like, because I went to Mission Impossible. And I'm like, oh, these people are seeing Barbie, though. Oh, they're seeing <laughs> Barbie, though. <laughs> Yeah. Like, you know who's seeing Barbie. And if you're not dressing up to Barbie, you don't deserve this movie. No, no. If you're not Dress wearing up. a modicum of pink in some aspect. You better fucking wear pink. If you're you a man, especially wear pink. Oh, yeah. You have to. And uh, bleach your hair. <laughs> Carefully. <laughs> so with all of that, would you like to go buy tickets for Barbie? Ready to figure out how to build this wall sideways instead of just up? Yeah. <laughs> if you loved this episode, if you loved Barbie, if you hated Oppenheimer, please tell a friend about us. Word of mouth is the best way we can get the Good Yum Tope into new ears. We release weekly. We're here for you every single Monday, each and every one of them. That's a promise. The Yum Tope stamp. Sealed. Signed. Kissed. If you want to talk to us, you can always catch us on that there Twitter, probably. As long as it stays Twitter. I don't know. Are they X now? None of us really know. But we're there, and it's YMBTOAP that stands for You Must Be Thinking of Another Podcast. That's us. If you're in the know, into the secret Discord, you can hit us up there. That's where the patrons live. The patrons are our best friends. We just posted our, uh, what do you call it, the Zeitgeist Review for July. And I'm going to tell you, this quarter's theme, fucking incredible. We're talking about animation flops and we did a really really good review of two of robert's favorite movies in honor of his birthday month it was a good time so get in the patreon if you want to hear that it's always available for patrons thank you so much for supporting us we love you we love you we love you and our theme song is the groom reaper blows the horn by farage check him out on youtube because we love him as well we want you to too as always thanks for listening and tune in next time to get the answer to that burning question is there such a thing as too much pink? But we had one more important sound we wanted you to hear. Here's a side note. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I think uh, that's the ender now. 